All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 314 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. I was reading an article or a piece, an issue from 1958, Mad Magazine. I have every issue of Mad Magazine in PDF form in my Dropbox. I could just pull them up whenever I want. Every issue that they ever released from 1952 to whenever they stopped in the 2000s. And it's a treasure trove of of wonderfulness, (laughs) you know. Mad Magazine had a profound effect on me. I I was a kid, like a little kid. I was like eight, because I know the date. I know the date of that first issue that I saw from my girl cousin from Ohio. Well, there I had several girl cousins from Ohio, which was a shadowy land, a mysterious world where strange creatures roamed the earth. And um, you know, I don't. You know, it's, it's an exotic land, Ohio, and that, but they were in. They were in visiting, and uh, the older of the cousins bought a copy of uh, Mad Magazine. I was eight years old, and in fact, I wasn't even. You know, I, I was barely eight, so I was a youngster, and I asked to look at it, and I, I flipped through the thing, and something inside of me was flipped. Something, I don't know, it felt like, it was, it was like a huge thing to me. I mean, huge. <laughs> it's not that I enjoyed it, which I did, but it felt like something profound had happened, you know. felt like uh, I, I was like a jigsaw puzzle, and there was a, there was a piece missing, and this was the piece. <laughs> I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too dramatic, but this was a huge thing to me. I became fully obsessed with this, with Mad Magazine. The thing was subversive. I didn't know that word back then. It was rude. It was uh, it was funny as hell. It was bizarre. I mean, all the stuff that I love. It was absurd. I love absurd. <laughs> you know, everything. And you know, I've been reading like I mean, I like to read like comics and stuff. But I was reading like Archie. You know, that kind of shit. You know, all this uh, stuff that didn't have any edge to it. This was like something in a whole different universe. I loved it, you know. So I bought these, uh, I bought these whole every issue of uh, Mad Magazine from this questionable character on eBay. I don't know what his deal is. He gets kicked off on a regular basis. He has hundreds of magazines, and and under each title, he has hundreds of issues, like like that Mad Magazine, like Mad, like that collection of Mad I bought from him. I don't know how many, it's like 400 and some issues or something. I don't know. It's like like beautiful scans, PDFs. Each issue is an individual PDF. It comes on a flash drive, and it's like loaded. Like, who scanned all these things? Where did they get all of them? How, who has every issue of Mad Magazine? Who scanned them? 
And how'd this guy get them? I bought every issue of National Lampoon. I bought every issue. Well, I bought every issue of Life from the 1940s. That I love that. I look at that all the time. Sometimes I come home from work and I just, you know come down here. Sometimes I crack open a you know a craft beer out of the old uh, out of the old fridge in here and, and open up a, a random issue of Life magazine from the 1940s. <laughs> yes. Whatever, you can call me old. Like, all right, Gramps, when you got to fire up the microfish machine, you know. But anyway, it's interesting. It has all the ads in there. The articles are great. It feels like it's a, it's almost like a time machine. It's awesome. And I got other ones, too, that were less interesting, like uh, Esquire from the 1960s. Every issue, eh, not as interesting. Time. Every issue from the 1960s, I thought that would be kick-ass. Eh, not, not, not so much. Life is awesome, and National Lampoon and, and Mad, of course. So anyway, I was, I was flipping through an issue of Mad, 1958. There was an article in there about, or there was a piece in there that said, you know, kids today are having a hard time learning how to read, and we think it's because the books that they're learning from are boring. They're not relatable. Kids don't relate to them. So we're going to come up with a with our own versions, and we think this will help. Of course, it's you know, it's a joke. But um, one of the pages blew my mind. I mean, this this magazine is for kids, right? Grade school into middle school age kids. I would say Mad Magazine is for. Right, so <laughs> what are the pages? And this is in '58. This is back when Eisenhower was president. It said, um, "It said, Daddy works in a tall building downtown. He he works for an accounting firm. Sometimes he he writes checks to himself from the company treasury to pay his bookie." But now there's an outside auditor coming in to look at the books. Bye-bye, Daddy. And it shows this guy in a suit climbing out the window. <laughs> He's going to jump out the window of this skyscraper in downtown wherever. Like, this is the kind of... This is, this is, uh, this is for kids. Bye-bye, Daddy. <laughs> He's writing checks to himself to pay his bookie. See, this... This is why I love that magazine. This is why there's something... Some kind of switch was flipped when I read that thing, and I don't think I've ever fully recovered. I mean, it was incredibly important to me. <laughs> anyway, that happened the other day. Um, we're uh, we're booking some. Uh, we, you know, Tony doesn't have very much vacation time this year because she changed jobs. So we're, we're trying to get creative. We're going to go to Myrtle Beach. We already booked it. It's going to cost a lot of money. We're, I don't know. It's for a short. A short trip in May. We we're going to go to Greenville to check that out. We can't do that because of the Tony's PTO situation. So we're going to do a quickie, three nighter, Myrtle Beach. We're going to fly down there. We're going to fly out of Allentown. We're going to uh, rent a car. All this stuff adds up, and then we're going to pay summer rates at this hotel that we always stay at. We always go in October. We're paying, you know, full rate this time. It's going to cost some money. 
and it's only going to be three nights. But we need we need to do stuff. We can't. So basically, the way we did this is we just added a Friday and a Monday to a weekend, and that's what we're going to do. I mean, that's what the kind of stuff we're going to do because we don't. She doesn't have any time. We have that trip to. We're going to go to Cincinnati in um, August. That's going to also cost a lot of money. But she wants to go to that that tennis tournament. And I'm gonna, we're gonna go to some uh, baseball games, and um, we're gonna do that. But we're, we're limited on what we can do. However, we have this credit from this place, this bus tour. We bought, I don't know, a couple years ago, back before COVID shut down the whole world. We bought this these bus tickets to go see the Reds play the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, and um, it was uh, shut down the whole. Uh, you know, it never happened. Those, those games never happened. So they just gave us, they didn't give us our money back. They gave us a credit. So this is from like, I don't know, 2020, you know, and we never used it because they, you know, they just basically just started getting cranked back up again. But it's just, we're, it's good to go to, if you want to go to a Yankees or a Mets game, uh, or at least this is from, from my point of view, the, these bus trips are awesome. Cause you don't have to worry about the frickin', you know, driving in there. You don't have to worry about the parking situation. You can have a few pops at the game and don't have to worry about that. You know, you can, um, in a, you know, as you, you have to ride on a bus, but it's like a luxury thing. It's a luxury coach. It's not like it's not like a city bus. It's not like you're sitting in riding on a city bus in Manhattan. There's like a big ball of snot on the handle. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice. It's a nice thing. And, um, you know, it takes all the, you know, all the aggravation out of it. Because you pay a fee, you get uh, usually really good tickets, and the bus trip over, and, um, you know, they just drive you over there, and that's all there is to it. It's easy. So we had these these tickets for Yankee Stadium, the Reds. thing got canceled. So we have this credit. So we're going to, I think we're going to, there's a uh, there's a gigantic beer festival. It's going to be on the grounds of where the Woodstock Festival, where the original Woodstock Festival was in 1969. So they have hundreds of brewers, breweries are going to be there, and um, they have a one day trip up there. And um, we have that credit burning a hole. It's like on a Saturday. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to pull the trigger. I think we're going to go to a beer festival where Woodstock took place. What do you think about that? That sounds fantastic. We we have enough of a credit sitting on the books to pay for it in full. So basically, it'll feel to us like it's free. And we can go to a beer festival and, uh, you know, don't have to drive or anything. Sounds great. You know, so we're going to do stuff like that. We'll try to get a little creative and do these quickie trips. I don't know. It's going to be, you know, it's not. Plus, we need a roof. Our house needs a We need to put a roof on our house. Every time I think about that, my stomach drops. It's going to cost thousands and thousands. It sucks. Uh, you know, I, we need, uh. But that shit has to be handled in the spring, like soon as the weather breaks. Speaking of that, my brother, I was talking to my brother the other day. And he said, I think I'm going to mow this weekend. I said, mow? What the hell? It's like snow on the ground up here. He goes, not here. Need to mow. People are mowing. He lives in Pennsylvania, too. I mean, that's how big this state is, you know. You know, he he lives in the same state I do. He's getting ready to mow his lawn. We have a snowpack 
up here, you know? It's like, uh, okay. But, you know, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the roof. Yeah, as soon as the weather breaks, as soon as things start moving towards uh, actual spring, we're going to have to get that thing done. We're going to have to bite the bullet and just get that thing done and get it behind us, get it in the rear view. It's one of those things that's hanging over me. I'm, like, stressed about it. Anyway, that's uh, that, that's happening. I don't, I don't like this adulting bullshit. I know, I know, I'm an old man, but I'm still not not totally comfortable with this adulting. Speaking of that, we had to go, we had to go uh, meet with our accountants. We have we we have accountants do our our uh, taxes because they're always semi complicated, you know. So we've been using the same place for years and years. We went over there the other day. Um, Tony, I met Tony over there. She she took an early lunch and we met. And they go, well, we got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> it's like we, I don't know, we're getting a small refund from the federal, but we owe the state. You know, ex- so when you add it all up, when you add up the federal, state, local tax, we owe like a total of eight hundred and some dollars, like we owe instead of getting, you know. It just sucks, you know. Like, what the hell, you know? We always get a look. I mean, generally we get several thousand dollars back, but that's because we have kids and they're in college, and we can get all these credits for them. And all that shit's in the that shit's not true anymore, you know. So, uh, so we owe eight hundred bucks. He goes, well, sorry about that. Uh, you know, I know you're hoping for something, you know, better news than that. Uh, you grab a, uh, grab an Easter candy on your way out the door. I don't make things feel a little bit better. I'm like, shit. I'm gonna take this pen too. They, they have these fancy pens that they give you <laughs> to, uh, you know, to sign all the papers. And um, you know, and I, I, he goes, take a, take an Easter candy. I said, shit. I'm taking this pen too. I stuck that thing in my pocket. He was like, "Okay, I guess, I guess that's happening," you know. So that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I have a trouble adulting. I don't know. I don't know. I took the guy's pen in defiance of him, uh, you know, of him telling us, you know, that we're uh, we owe eight hundred dollars in taxes. Bitch, man, I was hoping we get a couple thousand dollars back, and put it towards that roof. It's like I had it. Everything's moving in the wrong direction. Anyway. Um, I got other stuff written down here, but I got four phone calls on this one. We better get right to them because we're, this thing's going to end up being two hours long. Um, this first one is from my brother Tim, and here it is. Hey, Jeff, this is Tim. Uh, a couple of comments concerning episode 312. First of all, I think somebody's blowing smoke up your rectum. Those uh, two callers, uh, the KFC guy and Uber Duber. They sure sound like the same fella to me. I, I think that uh, somebody might be uh, playing a little joke there. Second of all, you had mentioned also in the same episode about you go for long periods of time without urinating. Reference to yourself being a piss camel or something of that nature. I don't know what that means. Um, but uh, you don't want to do that. I'm assuming you don't go because it's inconvenient. It's not that it doesn't seem like it's the appropriate time. You don't want to test the integrity of your wiener sphincter uh, because those things can only hold back so long. 
and then you can ruin them. And then by the time you realize you got to go, you've already started. You don't want to become incontinent. You don't want to test the integrity or start breaking down uh, your your wiener sphincter to where it just it just doesn't have the hold that it used to. You don't want to play that game. Just you don't want to do that. That's just just a little advice there, and I just thought I would share it. Blowing smoke up my rectum. Uh, you know that those two. The Huber Duber call and the KFC guy, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't hear any. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I had that what, a couple of episodes back where the the Huber Duber guy called because he was pissed off at me. And then um, and then I played an older call from the, K, the KFC guy here, the local guy, KFC. Like you drive up to the drive through window. And that's how that's what he says. It's like he's answering the phone, you know. It's not, can I take your order or uh, welcome to KFC, you know that kind of thing, which is generally what they say when you go to the drive-through. He just goes, KFC. Like it's very dis- disconcerting. <laughs> you don't know what to say. It's like hello, you know. But anyway, um, so you're saying they sound alike? I just don't hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know completely. And as far as uh, holding, you know, yeah, I don't. You know, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I don't want to tear down the integrity of my wiener sphincter, <laughs> as you call it. I mean, I certainly don't want that to happen. I, you know, I can't. You know, I rely on that. You know, and um, but sometimes I'm at work and I'm so freaking busy, I can't even take a leak. I can't even walk around the corner and go into the men's room and relieve myself because it's, it's just one thing after another there. I end up holding it, holding it, and holding it like a piss camel. What do you mean you don't understand that? If I, It's like a camel takes on water and he holds that thing. He holds the water for months. I don't know. I don't, I really, I'm not really a camel scientist. You know, but for a great length of time, that's what I'm doing. I'm holding it. I'm holding the urine. I'm, 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 I'm I turn it. I'm, I'm like muling, muling urine, and I turn into a piss camel. And uh, I'm just—it's wonder I don't build, have a hump, like a piss hump. <laughs> All right, we're good. I, 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 you know, I understand what you're saying, Tim. I get where where you come from and your, and your concern. And, but, I, you know, I don't think that I've ever allowed it to go so far as to breaking down <laughs> my wiener sphincter, as you, as, you, as you so eloquently called it. You know, I, I think we're good. I think everything's good so far. But, I, you know, I understand, I understand what you're saying, and I appreciate the call. This next call is from our old pal Eugene from the Wheeler's Dog podcast. Here we go. Hey Jeff, it's Eugene from the Wheels Dog Podcast. I heard you talking about Brad and Brad and I, or me and Brad. Uh, however, English, uh, I'm not an English scholar, but anyway, me and Brad retired from, from live shows. Well, oh God. I got roped into going to, uh, the Kruger Brothers show here in Winston-Salem at the club called the Ram Cat. Um, my wife has insisted that I get. <laughs> Because she's like, she's like, you know, you used to get to see live shows all the time. You always said, you know, we'd be going to live shows. And I just got tired of it. Now it's just so expensive. It's such a hassle to get there, to get back. It's late. I'm an old man. I can't be standing up on my feet for hours. 
I'm a I'm a big tub of lard that doesn't doesn't need to be standing on his his feet all for for four hours for a whole show. Just can't handle that kind of stuff. But uh, she did get VIP tables, so it looks like that uh, I'm coming out of retirement for a little while. I'm not happy about it. That's just the way it goes, right? Yeah, you know the deal. Women make the rules. Did you say you're going to see the Statler brothers? I didn't really catch that. Or was it Stater brothers? Isn't that a grocery store? I don't know. I don't know. You mentioned somebody. I don't know who these. I don't know. But anyway, what's the Statler? I like the Statler brothers. Count the flowers on the wall. Whatever. What is that song? <laughs> I saw the Statler brothers when I was a kid. My my parents took me to see them, and um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's good. I was. Man, rocking! What a rocking night! Such, they were there. I mean, they had the Marshall stacks piled up. It was like just blasting away. <laughs> I mean, especially that guy, that bass, the guy that's down on the end with the bass. Eh, anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, you said, yeah, said so you and and Brad said on a on a Facebook post recently that you're retired. From seeing live bands, live artists, live music, and I, I was like, "Why? Why?" I understand what you're saying, and I and I, and I feel the exact same uh, emotions as you do. Sometimes, especially Philly, Philly is too, that is a chaos down there, and and you're always in some kind of terrible neighborhood, or often. Not always, but often in some shit neighborhood where you could easily get uh, murdered, you know, or raped. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And you have to park far away from the venue. It's a terrible war torn. It looks like something out of World War Two. The places, and there's like zombies walking around the streets, derelicts, people up to God knows what, criminals. And you got to walk after the show is over at like midnight or whatever. You got to walk all the way back to your car. And you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, any terrible thing could happen. And it's it costs a lot of money. It, 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 the traffic sucks. It's not easy to get in and out of there. Every row, every street in Philadelphia is a one-way street and there's cars parked on both sides. You just have to like thread the needle to get through there. It's 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 not that part of it sucks and I, and I, to avoid that, I f- I certainly understand it. But however, there are certain artists that I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta do that. You know, I have to endure it, and I have to go. And um, I, to say that I'm a, a retired, no, definitely not. And, and I couldn't believe it. you guys were like so into music. I can't believe it. It, 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 it was shocking to me, but um, I, I sort of understand it. But there's there's a um, and I won't go to everything like I used to, but there's certain artists that I have to go to. It's it's like I don't have any choice. <laughs> I don't really have any choice in the matter. We're gonna go see the Feelies, which is a band out of New Jersey. They started in the '70s, I think. I saw them once before in New, in, in Charlotte, and they're great. They only had four albums during their original run. They're all fantastic. Jangle, just a jangle rock band, just 
you know, just a, a an army of jangling guitars that just build and build and build. Fantastic. They're awesome. My younger boy and I are going to go. And we also have some kind of a table. I don't, you you called it a VIP table. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It, it, but they have, maybe that's what we have, too. They have general, general admission tickets. And then they have these more expensive tickets where you're sitting at a table. And they serve food. And there's a there's a minimum you have to spend X number of dollars on food and drink, and I don't I don't I don't know what this is. This is a rock. I mean they're they're a rock band. You sit in there like eating a, eating corn on the cob or what what the hell? This should be bizarre. I mean I don't know. I've never I don't know what this is. I don't know the setup of this place, and um, I mean I don't know if it'll be the same when you see the Statler Brothers. Is that what you said? Anyway, it'll be, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. But I still, I'm still out there on a limited basis. Admittedly, I mean, I don't go all the time anymore. Plus, I live in frickin' Scranton, so I don't have any options. If I if I go see a band, I'm gonna have to travel. They don't come here. I'm not gonna see any bands in Scranton. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the very least, they every once in a while. Somebody will come down to uh, Wilkesbury. We saw Elton John down there. Can't believe that. What the hell is he playing there for? But anyway, um, anyway, I don't know. I kind of understand what you're saying, but uh, I, uh, retired. That sounds like a, uh, too definite. You know, there's got to be. You know, what about this band? No, I'm retired. You know, I I can't. I don't think I'll ever reach that. I'll be I'll be 80 years old if I make it that long. And I'll be uh, I'll be going to see bands, <laughs> I think. I mean, unless I you know, unless I'm on oxygen or you know I'm in a wheelchair or something, which could per you know yeah I don't I don't want to bring down the room. But anyway, thanks Eugene, I appreciate it. I sort of understand what you're saying, but I don't understand fully. Okay, then we need to hear from Bradley. We need to get him calling us. He's never called, so maybe we'll see if he can call. This next call is from Chris from Atlanta, and here it is. Hey, Jeff. This is Chris from Atlanta. Uh, just want to call about the, what you were talking about in the in the latest episode there. I, I was really glad to hear someone who knows what a Street and Smith is. Uh, when I was a kid, mid-'80s, late-'80s, I, that, was, that was my thing. Street and Smiths, Beckett Baseball Card Guide, and the sporting news. Those are the three things I always picked up. Uh, but yeah, good good memories from that uh, that time in life. I, I too could tell you, you know, if you named a ball player from that era, I could tell you who they're playing for. It's uh, the baseball cards of my life at the time. So uh, it was good to hear about uh, hear about Street and Smiths. Anyways. Uh, Speaking of Dairy Queen, I know this is stretched out over like two or three episodes. Uh, I think your Dairy Queen must be a rare animal because the one down here where I live near my home is is absolute shit. Uh, I'm convinced they just microwave hamburgers and hot dogs, wrap them up, and shut them out the window at you. Uh, no, no care whatsoever. It's not good at all. I mean, I'd be honest, I. I'd, I'd I'd rather eat vegetable soup out of a urinal 
then eat it that then eat it our uh, dairy queen. Next time I'm up, I'm up around Scranton, I'll have to check yours out and see uh, see what the big deal is. Anyway, uh, thanks for the thanks for the podcast. I uh, really enjoy it. Listen to it every every time you put one out, and it's uh, it's always it's always a, a good listen. Take it easy, man. Bye. Yeah, man. Street and Smiths. I used to I have a, have a whole bunch of them in the basement, boxed up. Right before baseball season to start, they come out with these thick magazines that have like a it's like a preview of the season. Had all kinds of data about every player, and that's I feel like that's how I learned. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. How did I know all this stuff about baseball players back in, in the old days? I mean, the games weren't on TV. It's not like we had MLB TV back in those days. They had like a Saturday game of the week. They had Monday night baseball, and every once in a while, a Reds game would pop up. But it wasn't. It was inconsistent. So it wasn't like it was on TV all the time. I listened to every game on the radio, but I, I knew every player. And I knew what team they played for, and I knew what uh, position they played. You know, you know, especially the starting players. I knew all that. Now I have a hard time with it. I don't know if it's maybe it's because my brain's just deteriorating due to my uh, due to being elderly. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I have a more of a difficult time now. So I was going to go by see if they had Street and Smiths, if they still make that. And I was going to study it, you know, and, and see if I could do better learning these players. I don't know what's going on with me. They didn't have it, though. I went over to Books A Million. They have, like, 10,000 magazines in there. Like a gigantic, you know, they have every magazine known to man. All kinds of weird shit. Stuff that you would never buy. Who would buy the? Who? Who would buy these magazines? Who would buy Potato Magazine? It's a magazine about potato recipes potato magazine what who like this seems bizarre to me they had a paul weller i love paul weller he's the lead singer of the jam and style council i like the jam didn't like style council but and he has solo records he's very popular everywhere except the united states they had a magazine dedicated to him and it cost 1850 and it was uh in scranton Nobody knows who Paul Weller is. And the things like, you know, like, why? But anyway, I went over there. They had a whole bunch of baseball magazines. They didn't have Street and Smiths. I don't know if they make it anymore. I, did, I bought some kind of, I bought something. It, it was similar, but I don't know. I purchased it. I haven't really looked at it all that much. I need to get down to studying. I don't know when baseball becomes like a like a chore to me. I need to know more. I need to be better. I need to return to, to when I was like 12 years old. I knew everybody, you know. I don't know. I can't get back there. It's like all these players, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I, I talk to this guy at work all the time, and he's like, you know, he, he has a grasp on it. and um, But I, I don't. I have a hard time with it. I know all the Reds players, of course. When it gets outside the Reds, it's like all very confusing to me. But yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, I love I loved uh, Street and Smith Sporting News. Had a subscription to Sporting News for years and years, and uh, other magazines. I was really into baseball, as you know. Um, Beckett, yeah, I was into baseball cards too. I was fully obsessed with them. I had a hell of a collection, and um, you know, less so now. I can't afford it now. 
you know, back when I was collecting, they were fairly cheap, inexpensive, so you could get some cool stuff for not that much money. Now, every card, you know, the stuff I like cost you, you know, a hundred, couple hundred bucks or more. So I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in that game anymore. Um, as far as the, uh, of you trashing the DQ like Zip did, man, maybe, maybe I'm just living in some kind of a Dairy Queen bubble because we have, our Dairy Queen is great. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, God, you said you'd rather eat vegetable soup out of a urinal. That's very descriptive. And I, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know the vegetable. I don't know. vegetable soup out of a urinal. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know why specifically vegetable, <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. And um, but my my Dairy Queen here in our town has fantastic burgers. They taste like they're cooked on the grill. The fries are perfect every time. It's a great place to eat, and um, I highly recommend it. It, it. I don't know. I, there's inconsistencies, I guess, across the Dairy Queen, you know, in the, the Dairy Queen uh, universe. But I, I, the one we have here in town, it, it, I love it, you know. So I don't know. It, it saddens me. That, that the whole DQ, um, you know, reputation has been sullied by these lesser DQs. Man, you'd rather eat vegetable soup out of a urinal than go to Dairy Queen. Man, I can't believe it. All right. Thanks for the call, Chris. I, I appreciate that. And um, call anytime. This last call is from our old friend Ian in Scotland. And here it is. Hey Jeff, it's Ian in Scotland here. Um, okay Jeff, I've got a few things for you. Firstly, sorry I've not been in touch so much. Um, I've given up my job and I have gone back to art college to do a master's degree in contemporary fine art and philosophy. So there, um, I must be off my nut. However, it's good fun, it's good fun, really enjoying it. Um, okay, so just an update, my sister who moved to Virginia um, and is now saying, y'all, it's official. Um, she says Virginia is the best place in the States to retire to. She says it's wonderful, it's lovely, there's nothing not to like. Just wondered what your thoughts are on that. And also, secondly, there's a phenomenon going around here where um, mainly men and kids, boys, are wearing shorts in the wintertime. Like, so from head down, it's like woolly hat, puffer jacket, shorts, trainers. It's weird. I don't know. It um, doesn't strike me as sensible, but I'm an old man. Okay, Jeff, keep up the work. Bye. I love that your sister's uh, now using the word y'all. That's awesome. How's that going across? How do how, how you feel about that? <laughs> you okay with that? Um, Virginia? Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Although part of it, it's a little too north for me. I mean, you know, West Virginia broke off from Virginia during the Civil War, around the Civil War. And, um, you know, I, uh, so I'm very, you know, it's where I grew up. But the Virginia is a little too far north for my liking. I mean, it's a beautiful state. It really is. But um, it's, you know, part of it's like right up against Washington, D.C. I don't need that. 
you know. But, the, you know, parts of uh, Virginia are beautiful, and I'm very familiar with it. And, uh, yep, I can understand why she would say that, that it's a great place to live. Um, but I want more southern. I don't, want, I don't want any snow. I don't want any ice. Or I want limited snow and limited ice. Let's put it that way. So, uh, but anyway, um, I like that she's saying y'all. I like that. And you're going back to school for contemporary art and philosophy? Is that what you said? Wow. Awesome. Good 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 luck with that, man. I um I applaud your efforts. And um I like the I like the idea of just saying the hell with it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm talking about my job. Eh, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, I, I I'm getting to that point too. <laughs> you know. I'm getting to that point, but I got so much overhead. Uh, it makes it impossible. Or next to impossible. Nothing's impossible, but uh you know, I, I that's that's awesome. Congratulations, Ian. Good luck with that. Um, as far as shorts in the winter, oh yeah, I mean all the time. At my job, they uh, they started this thing where they would allow people to wear shorts. Uh, I don't know. It feels like it started out as um, like every once in a while they would say we're going to allow you to wear shorts this week or something as like some kind of a. Uh, as a special thing. And then it got to the point where we're going to allow people to wear shorts, you know, in the summertime. And then it got to the point where, um, that just became a a thing. You know, it it wasn't even a special. It was like, uh, right after, uh, whatever it is, whatever holiday marks the beginning of summer. I don't know. Labor day, Memorial day. I don't know. One of those, uh, I don't have any idea, but you can wear shorts, right? And then people were like, well, how come we can't wear shorts in the winter? You know, people wanted to wear shorts. And you see people wearing shorts all the time, you know, out out and about, like you said. And um, people wanted to wear them at work. And they were like, oh, whatever. And it was like, they were asking us about it. Or what do you think? Like, I don't give a shit. What do I care? I mean, I wasn't that blunt. But I, what do I care what people wear, you know? I mean, we're not dealing with the with the public, you know. We're working inside of a, a distribution center. What do I care? I don't care if they come in wearing a speedo. I don't care. I don't give a shit as long as they come to work. You know, that's that's ninety nine percent of the you know. And um, but you know, they were, we had to have like a freaking uh, Manhattan Project meeting about this thing. You know, should we allow uh, shorts? Like, what do we? What, so, so now people are just like wide open. Everybody just wears shorts all the time. Like middle, you know, freezing cold outside. They're wearing like a winter coat, like you said, like a wearing a winter coat with shorts on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they do that. It's you know, I don't know if they need more. Uh, they need more freedom to move. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the the story is. But it's uh, you know, there's a lot of that stuff. When it, there's a, there's season jumpers too. There's a lot of that going on. Like in, uh, it, 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 when it's fall, when it turns, when it starts, when the summer starts moving into fall, people start, as soon as it gets a little, there's a little bit of a, can feel a little bit of fall in the air. People start wearing winter coats and scarves and stuff. It's like 68 or something. Take off your winter coat. You don't need a, you don't need a, a, a freaking knit cap or something. God. And then the same thing happens. You know, when you're coming out of winter, and you come out of winter and it's it's cold, but it's starting to look like uh, spring outside, it's sunny, you know, 
and the snowpack is starting to melt, and people start wearing like cargo shorts, flip flops, you know. It's like season jumpers. They're getting they're, they they put they're pushing their luck with the seasons. I don't know. We have a, we have the exact same thing over here, Ian. You know, I think it's 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 just uh, I don't know. People, it's just humans, I guess. You know, whenever you get humans involved, it's it's it. You know, I don't know if it ruins it, but uh, it certainly complicates matters. Whenever <laughs> whenever you bring humans into it, it just complicates matters. But anyway, thank you guys for calling all all four of you. That's Tim. That's Eugene. That's Chris and Ian from Scotland. So thank you guys for everything. I appreciate it. If you want to call in like these guys did, you can do it, including Brad. We need to get Brad in here. He needs, we need to talk to him about his retirement from live bands. What the, what the hell's going on? Anyway, give me, give me a call, 570-290-8151. That's the number. Call me around the clock. It's voicemail. It's all. It's easy. Just leave them a message, and that's all there is to it. Also, surfreportpod.com is the website for the for the podcast. Expanded show notes, links, articles, you know, all that stuff, extra stuff. So check that out, surfreportpod.com. And uh, oh, if you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one, you can head on over to Patreon. That's that's where you can get that done. Patreon.com. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. You know, that's all it takes. Four bucks a month. Put it on a credit card. You won't even notice it. You know why? Because it's four bucks. And you know what you get in return? You get an extra episode every week. Not every once in a while. Not every month. That's for suckers. Every week. So do it up patreon.com slash Jeff K. And we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for listening. I ho- I'm sorry it's been so long. My life's chaos. I know. I don't, I don't want to go into it, but uh, it is. I have a hard time uh, recording these now due to circumstances. But we'll get it fixed. We'll adapt. I'm very adaptable. <laughs> Not really, but you know, I can say it. All right. We're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. I'll see you soon over on the Patreon side. And until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. Your wiener thinks.